Good morning and welcome. It's that time once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour on a gorgeous day here in the Valley of the Sun. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. It's like 80 degrees outside right now. Just a I wish I was out on the golf course, I'll say that. It's the return of Tiger Woods. Yes, the Masters is underway. Uh, in case you're wondering, he's even right now through four holes. Uh, and I only bring that up because, you know, as you get older, you slow down and, and, you know, you can't do what you used to do. And we used to, a group of us, you know, back in the day, I, I lived in Anthem up here in Arizona in North North Phoenix, if you will, just outside the city limits. And they had this big master plan community, you know, and they built, I don't know, 30,000 homes. Something, maybe not that many, but pretty close. And me and my buddies, we all played on the same basketball team together, you know, the men's league team. And we're all too old now, right? We're too old, and, and we can't play in the men's league. But last night, we all met up, up in Anthem. I drove up there, and we did this master's pool. And uh, for you, if you're not a golfer, you don't know the Masters, one of the golf majors uh, started today. And the funny thing was is the place where we would normally go was crowded. And I was like, wow, man, it's crowded. And one of my buddies said to me, oh, oh, it's wings night. And I'm like, okay, you know, wings, you know, bar food, right, okay. And I didn't really understand why that was such a a big deal. And we went to the other place, the other establishment up there. And then I found out, because I was hungry. My wife and my kids, they're on spring break, and they're not home, so I'm by myself. And so I was going to eat while we, we did this little golf thing. And in my mind, I, I maybe because my friend said, I was like, oh, I'm going to get some wings. A dozen wings was $16 at this place. I was like, I, and, you know, I don't know. I don't do a lot of that stuff, you know, eat at, at, at the bar. But when did that happen? I mean, you know, they used to be, well, back in the day, you know, you could have a dozen wings and it'd be like $6. But even then, you know, even now it'd be like, you know, maybe eleven ninety nine. You know, maybe a dollar a wing? No. 16 bucks. And then I got to understand, and no wonder why the other place was crowded. Hey, well, you can buy a, wing, you know, a dozen wings for less than $16 tonight. Uh, but there's no inflation. But then again, that's why I'm here. Wealth insurance, the hedge against what the Federal Reserve tries to convince you is not true. Of course, talking about legal, lawful, spiritual tender, gold and silver, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Uh, all the articles, the videos. Uh, we're, we got a, you know, really interesting, and it is every day now, right? I mean, the Dow moves 1% every single day, it seemingly feels like. Today, right now, it's up 300 points. So yesterday... Uh, it started out down 500 and finished up. Today, you know, more of what they're calling the re- relief rally as 
they're they're now convinced that the trade war with China won't be too bad because they they're going to make a deal. And they had Larry Kudlow uh, on the idiot box today, and I'm fine with it. Right? Hey, great. If you have changed your mind and and are willing to come out and and just say, hey, listen, I was wrong, and I apologize, America, for ever promoting this free trade and allowing China to go, I would have been okay, but that's not what he's doing. right? He's trying to act like this is all part of the plan and whatever, and, and it's a bunch of nonsense. But two very different and very interesting things are happening. In the United States, we're getting the, uh, it's all going to be fine, right, and, and we've got a plan, and, and, and really what they're really saying is, hey, it's not going to happen, we're going to make a deal, because what there's a, what, um, I guess a grace period, 60 days from a few days ago, I guess, you know, let's call it for, since Monday, is when the actual tariffs will kick in. And I believe that's on both sides, for us and for them. And, hey, we're going to negotiate. And, and remember what we said yesterday, uh, low. it's a pot of gold, right? So we get the, it's going to be great here in America speech. What was interesting is I was wondering what they're saying in China. And it, it, would it match? Are they worried? Or do they... Uh, do they are they talking about how they're going to have to give in to the United States because that's the message we get here. Very interesting things that China's doing over in China compared to what we're doing here and I'll say this it's very very similar. Matter of fact, I would even dare to say the Chinese perspective on what is happening is actually very different than the perspective the mainstream media here wants us to believe. We're going to compare the two today, and then also one of my, you know, I've got a core group of of guys that I think really, uh, well, they tell the truth. How about that? I guess that's the simple truth tellers. Jeffrey Gundelich is one of those guys. He was out yesterday. You're not going to miss what his thoughts are about where gold's heading and where Wall Street's heading. we got all of that coming up for you next. Patriot Radio News Hour on Tiger Watch. Who's winning? Who's losing? And what will it all mean? Uh, you know what? I, I don't know. Here's what I do know. The the trade deficit numbers came out today. It, it, 10-year high again, smashing uh, all expectations. Uh, the number uh, was 50, I think $58 billion was the trade deficit for last month. But here was the thing. If you did it in goods, so in other words, here's stuff, physical stuff coming into the U.S. versus physical stuff going out of the U.S., it was $77 billion. The, the difference in the two numbers 
had to do with what they call services. And, and that's really banking, right? Because part of what we really realized what free trade was really all about, besides uh, exploiting cheaper labor, was the, the banking industry wanted to give out credit cards and, you know, <laughs> put the Chinese people into debt, too. And apparently they raked in $19 billion in, I guess, I'd call it fees of some sort, uh, which brings the number down. But actually, goods to goods, $77 billion, and uh, total trade deficit, $57 billion, 50, almost $58 billion. Uh, and, and part of the reason why, and and I, and I got to say, the fact that anybody can argue the point when you look at numbers like that, because remember what that really means. That is wealth leaving America. At the end of the day, when you, you know, put all the BS aside, okay, forget about tariffs and forget about free trade and forget about globalization and and protectionism and all the other words that they trade wars. Just when you look at it, and it's when you get right down to it, at the very bottom, buried beneath all the bull crap, what does a trade deficit mean? And the trade deficit really just means this is the amount of dollars coming in and or leaving your country. Right, so this this counts foreign investors buying our stock market, us buying foreigner stock market. This also involves banking fees. This involves trade. I mean, this is it. It it, it takes everything into account. And you think about the fact that we're losing, you know, six seven hundred billion dollars a year every single year and then it, it starts to really add up doesn't it and so now we've got this this trade war and we're we're trying to, to give the impression that we're winning right I, it, you know rightfully so right we want to you know prop up everything and, and if you did if you caught Larry Kudlow today maybe you didn't he was on Fox and he was doing the cheerleading thing, which he's really good at. You know, he pay no attention to what he said every other day of every other year for the last 20 years. Just pay attention to what he says today. But what has China been saying about it? If you want to know, the Global Times is where you go to find it. That is the Chinese state, state-owned media. And that's their English language newspaper. Okay, so so there is a way. Listen, the Chinese will let you know what they're what they're thinking. Barely a day after China dropped the hammer on U.S. stock markets by un- unveiling a retaliatory tariff of fifty billion dollars on U.S. imports that unlike U.S. measures that mostly targeted obscure industrial products, right? Some of it we're still not really sure. They're stealing our intellectual property. We hear that a lot. And just remember, they steal it, 
and they, they use the word steal, because our corporations allow them to do so. It was it was clearly written that hey, if you want to build stuff here, you got to turn over all your stuff to us. Actually struck at key industries like soybean farmers, automobiles, and airplanes. The Communist Party crowed about what it already sees as its victory in the trade war in the editorial published in the Global Times. China has swatted away claims by the United States it's so funny that they this was not me I did just so you know I just saw this and now they, he does it repeated most recently by Larry Kudlow <laughs> during the interview in Fox News this morning so this is how quickly things have come out soon as he came out on TV China came out with an answer that China has somehow victimized the United States by its trade agreements while gloating about the leadership's decision to strike at a massive weak spot for the U.S. economy. While it's a tit-for-tat tariffs could hurt both economies, the damage to China's economies caused by the U.S. what they call Section 301 tariffs pale in comparison to the damage that China will do to the United States. To illustrate the point, a Chinese cartoonist showed another way that Beijing is putting the squeeze on the United States, and it has, uh, you know, uh, and we see, right, we do a lot of that here, right? The, uh, a cartoonist will draw a picture, you know, of something, so on the one side, you have the, they're, they're uh, in, embraced in like an arm wrestling hole. So you got on the left, the U.S. arm. On the right, it's got the Chinese arm, right? It's got the Chinese flag on the bicep and the American flag on the bicep. And in between the hands, they have the stock market bull. Right, it's got a little U.S. flag on it, and it's being squeezed uh, by the Chinese. This was the this was the cartoon illustration that was in their paper. Standing up to America's bullying tactics, China warned that the pleasure the U.S. had derived from sanctions in the past will now cause them suffering at their financial and political gains diminished to zero. This is Beijing's clear show of retaliation towards the tariffs on Chinese products. And the article went on to say, hawkish politicians in Washington have obviously overestimated the the capability and the endurance of the U.S. economy in a trade war. Since they believe they can do whatever they like, China has shown a great deal of restraint for now. But if the U.S. persists in this trade war, 
China is ready to fight to the end. So I just thought that was kind of interesting, their their stance and what they're writing about uh, in their in their own country. In their again, this is their English publication. If a trade war happens, China will show that it has just as many reserve plans as the U.S., if not more. China experts suggest that China could even strike and take actions to weaken the strength of the U.S. currency. Since China is the world's largest trading economy, remember I keep telling you that. They keep trying to, here at home, we want you to believe China's number two. Right? Because their GDP in dollar terms, they're at about 15 trillion. You know, we're close to 20 trillion. They're about 15. But in terms of actual stuff, they're number one. And are the, so they said that we'll take action to weaken the, the weaken the strength of the U.S. currency, calling themselves the world's largest trading economy and the largest buyers of commodities, and they specifically mention oil, China could use its influence to push its own currency in global markets to reduce the dominance of the U.S. dollar and strike a heavy blow to Washington. So, again, I, I want to, I don't know, right? I would love to believe that we have some hammer that I don't know about. Right now, the way I look at it, right, we, we, we've already are at, a, you know, a weakened state. The Chinese know it. The rest of the world knows it. Oh, by the way, they're just this just coming in. China has now filed a complaint uh, with the WTO over the Uf U.S. tariff. So here you go, right? China's doing it both ways. We'll go use the system that America put in place, right, the WTO. We'll do it that way. We'll do it this way. It's going to be very, very interesting. I, we don't have a very good hand. We would need to, and, and I think China's right, we would need to see a significantly lower stock market if we want to win. And we would need to see a significant increase in prices of all electronic devices. Quite honestly, if we want the intellectual property back, we need to bring the development and the production of these products back home. Right? A $1,000 iPhone? Maybe it's got to be fifteen hundred. Maybe it's got to be two thousand. But otherwise, I don't see how we win. And, and this is kind of the big, the, the bigger issue here. The the first round, you know, going after NAFTA and the North American Free Trade Agreement. That's one thing, right? Because that's what Canada and Mexico, uh, some of the Central American countries that. Uh, you know, people keep coming here illegally. Not very strong players, right? And the United States can kind of dominate. This is a different animal. 
The Chinese want the world to know, hey, we're the largest trading economy in the world. We trade more with the rest of the world than the United States does. We're number one. And if you want us to exert ourselves, we will. And basically what they're really trying to say is our people will tolerate more pain than you Americans will. I mean, really, that's what they're talking about, right? You hear us talk, oh, they hit soybeans to go after Trump. And there's not enough soybeans in the world for them not to buy from the United States. They didn't say they weren't going to buy. They just said we're going to put a 25% tariff on it. Does that mean stuff's going to cost more for the Chinese people? Yes. Yep, sure does. And what they're saying is, hey, our people will take it. What they question is, can the United States take it? And at least in their state-owned media, they don't think we can and you know what? I hate to, I, I don't want to agree with them, but I don't think we can either. So it'll be interesting to see. So just remember, we're going to have to talk a lot about this uh, because in the next 60 days, if there's no deal reached, that's when things get interesting. When we get back, one of my top three favorite people I listen to coming up next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. When President Trump announced he would impose tariffs on foreign-made steel and aluminum, naysayers of both parties rushed to the nearest microphone or camera. Pundits and politicians alike pretended to be shocked that Trump meant what he said as a candidate and that he actually means to deliver what he promised on during the campaign. The swamp is not happy, but cheers rose from the manufacturing belt that runs through the states that put Trump in the White House, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, Wisconsin, and Iowa. This is a good thing for the steel industry and for our country, said Tim Timken, the fifth-generation leader of Timken Steel, which has 3,000 employees in Ohio. We're standing up to our foreign competition and essentially saying enough is enough. He added, foreign lobbyists warn of a new trade war. But U.S. Steel CEO David Burrett pointed out that we are and have been in a trade war for decades. Countries which have economically prospered by creating our current trade imbalance will now face repercussions to their own economies if they choose the path of retaliation. Peter Navarro, director of the White House Office of Trade and Manufacturing Policy, debunked the notion that the United States could lose a trade war with Europe or Asia. We are the most lucrative and biggest market in the world. We have the lowest tariffs in the world. We have the lowest non-tariff barriers. We are the free tradingest nation in the world. And what do we get for that, Navarro asked. We get every year a half trillion dollar trade deficit that transfers our wealth to other countries and basically offshores our jobs and our factories. Critics are exaggerating the cost to consumers by adding a tax to foreign-made steel and aluminum. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross found that the aluminum tariff would add just six-tenths of a cent to the cost of a soup can, while the steel tariff would add about $175 to the cost of a $35,000 car. 
The rest of the world wants unlimited access to the American consumer without complying with American regulations or paying American taxes. Under my administration, Trump boasted in February, the era of economic surrender is over. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As President Trump fulfills his campaign promises, his accomplishments on trade, immigration, the economy, and protecting the unborn should be celebrated, not ignored or diminished. To track these victories, go to phyllisschlafly.com and find out what's next for the Trump presidency at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. So who's gonna who's gonna be able to take the pain more, us or them? That's the Chinese position, and they're betting it's gonna be them that can take it better than we can. Uh, the Dow, by the way, now uh, still up. It was up about three hundred and fifty points. Now it's up two hundred and twenty points uh, as China has for, uh, launched a formal complaint uh, with the. World Trade Organization. So we'll follow that uh, again, though. Here's the key in all of this. China is coming out. Listen, they're playing to be number one. Their currency, they want their currency to be number one. They trade more than anybody else. They want trades done and their currency, and now they put it right out there in their own English newspapers, this is what we're going to do. And then you have to figure, what does that mean for us? Where's Where are we headed? We've got a lot of volatility lately. Uh, I've been telling you that, listen, gold's going to have a great year. Silver a little better in the second half here. When, we, when this dust settles here, I think gold is going to be uh, perform obviously much better than what we see the debt markets perform. Uh, but Jeff Gundlich, he is a guy that I talk about a lot. He was out on TV yesterday along with some other people talking about where they feel uh, the debt markets are headed and where uh, gold and silver are headed. Ramon, let's play him. Welcome to Trading Nation. I'm Scott Walker. The chaos in D.C. giving a boost to the safety trade. Check out gold touching a two-week high Wednesday as stocks remain volatile. The yellow metal up around 2% this year, but it's not getting as much of a bid as some would think. Have a listen to what Double Line's Jeffrey Gundlach had told me about that on the Halftime Report earlier today. The price of gold has been kind of off the radar screen. It's interesting how gold can't seem to get any uh, momentum above 1350, yet it doesn't drop. So that's been consolidating sideways. All three of these markets, gold, the dollar, and the 10-year, are intertwined. And they are all consolidating sideways after big moves. And so it'll be interesting to see which way they break. Let's bring in the traders now. Larry McDonald is with the Bear Traps Report. Bill Baruch is with Blue Line Futures. Bill, are you surprised that gold isn't seeing a a bigger breakout? What do you make of what Gundlach said? You know, I I am a little surprised that we didn't take out 1360, but this is a big, big level up there. I do agree with with Jeff Gundlach and the fact that it's consolidating very well. And you really got to back away from the forest to really see these trees. This this gold 
gold market bottom in 2015, and it's had higher lows in 2016, 2017. And this has been extremely constructive. I mean, even to a point we almost have a bull flag building uh, since the January spike. Uh, one reason I'm extremely bullish the uh, gold is because how bearish I am the dollar. I think the dollar is heading lower. Uh, you know, this, this dollar is unwinding the entire 2014 rally. And I think there's more room to go, another 5%, 7% potentially. Uh, and one thing I, I think is very interesting that, that more recently has happened is President Trump signed the $1.3 trillion spending bill. And, and, and a lot of that is going to be the biggest increase in defense spending we've seen in 15 years. If you look at the dollar chart, the dollar index really topped in 2001, 2002. And, and that was the largest increase in defense spending in decades at that time. So I, I think we're going to see a lot of pressure on the dollar. And I think gold's going to be a, a big, have a big uh, second half of the year. I expect it to break out above 1400 uh, sometime before August or September. And, and the dollar's going to be a catalyst. But now the trade war can also be a big catalyst. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Uh, Larry, you're, you're a gold bull. Uh, so what do you make of the consolidation we're seeing? And, and do you have any conviction that it's going to start moving higher? Well, you know, you want to think of the dentists in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, since Lehman, we've had around 10 major drawdowns in equities. And each time the 10-year Treasury has rallied down to 1.5%, down to 2%. But today, uh, we have a 10% draw correction in the major equity averages. And you have bonds that are right up around 2.8%, so about 80 to 100 basis points higher. And what's happening is uh, money is going to, I think, flow out of equities and bonds uh, and risk parity. There's about $2 trillion that's moved into this space in the last couple of years. And it's going to move into places like gold. Uh, You just don't have the protection. So that dentist in Cleveland, Ohio, over the last 20, 30 years, when his stocks He's got a million bucks in stocks and a million bucks in bonds. Uh, normally, if his stocks are down three or four hundred thousand, his bonds are up two hundred thousand. Today, his, his stocks are down three or four hundred, three hundred thousand, and his uh, bonds are flat to you know maybe down. So that's going to create a flight of capital out of bonds, out of equities, and into alternatives mm-hmm. like gold. Uh, I'm extremely bullish at these levels. Yeah, Gunslock also said he's looking for a negative year for the S&P, so maybe you'll be right. Guys, thank you very much. Okay, so a couple of things. First, I, I didn't realize they cut off uh, Gunlich as well. He thinks just like the same same thought process as, as these two other gentlemen. Now, the one part that was funny, why I wanted to play that clip, was this dentist in Cleveland. Right? Did you hear? I mean, that's what they talk about on the idiot box. I didn't... Obviously, if he's right, and a dentist in Cleveland's got a million dollars in stocks and a million dollars in bonds, right? We all need to be dentists. So let, I, I get, I don't know. I, I'm not a dentist. Uh, I know, you know, I, I think they probably do okay, but really a million dollars in stocks and a million dollars in bonds? I mean, I, I, obviously I picked the wrong thing. To all you kids out there, if this guy's right, be a dentist. Uh, having said that, very important when you really look at things and you take a step back, right? When one of the guys was saying, hey, everyone needs to take a step back. Understand we are in a dollar down trend, right? And, and, and he said, you know, hey, we haven't been high on one, really. If he, if he did a little more research, and it's probably, I get it, he went back you know, 18 years. If he went back 28 years, heck, if he went back 
38 years. That same downtrend that he talks about is still there. Right? The dollar's been in a downtrend for 40 years. What is different is what the last guy, the point he was really trying to make. All the other time, when the dollar fell, right, and equities were under attack, the bond market could bail you out, right? So if you had a, as he was a, a balanced portfolio, what you're losing in the in the stock market, you could gain back in the bond market. Up until now. Because this is the first time in this cycle where the Treasury yields are rising. This is the first time in, what, 50 years, really, that we are in a state of rising rates. And the reason why rates are rising, it has nothing to do with GDP. It doesn't have anything to do with inflation. Right? They know the debts are massive, and now... China wants to play. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. I still, we ran St. Gaudens yesterday. I still have more today. They're just cheaper today. $20 Saints, $13.90. If you buy 20 or more, $13.75. At 800-951-0592. Gold's down about 10 bucks. Well, 8 to $10. 13 $13.29, $13.30 uh, on gold. Silver's actually up. Uh, silver's up 10 cents today, sixteen thirty-five, And I'm leaving that price from yesterday unchanged. So three eighty-five a roll on U.S. Silver Eagles. That's below, You're below 3 bucks. Uh, you're down at $2.90 over spot on U.S. Silver Eagles today at 800-951-0592. So one of the guys that I follow says that the stock market's going to end down for the year, which, and, and, and don't get me wrong, he, he's not saying it's going to be down 20%. But it's going to be down he thinks gold and silver are going to, to outperform. But the reason behind it has to do with the bond market. And and really, the bond market is the dollar. The bond market is the dollar. Right? And this is what he's talking about. He says, hey, listen, we're in this situation today where the bond market is telling us the dollar's having trouble, right? And why is it, why is it all of a sudden now, with GDP, if the uh, Atlanta trackers to believe is going to be 2.3% in Q1, right, which is okay, right? We'll take it. Not great. Especially not great considering... Uh, the amount of tax cuts that we gave out and how massive the debt levels were running. But why is it 
that all of a sudden now we've got this issue that we didn't have 10 years ago, that we didn't have 20 years ago, that we didn't have 30 years ago or 40 years ago? And the answer really is simple. We've kind of hit that wall where now we're going into big, big, massive debts and we're not have, we're not getting 5% growth. Right? We're getting, you know, somewhere between two, maybe three, maybe. And that will only be short term. And now all of a sudden, at the exact same time, China's coming out and saying, hey, guess what? We want an alternative to the dollar. And so now you have this situation now where the bond market is going, if you're in bonds and you're in, in stocks, you're going to get hit both ways. So people are going to look for the alternative, right? Because we printed up a lot of money. It's going to go somewhere. And, and I think, uh, you know, it's, it's a simple thing and logically to conclude gold and silver is going to be a logical place for some of that money to go. You know, as they pointed out, listen, gold's bottoms in. It bottomed. The bottom was 2015. It's building a very clear, clear path. You know, and I go, I keep going back to 01 when when 50, right? Remember, Bank of England sold all their gold. Made you know, the gold's dead. If you go back to the national debt in 2000 when gold was dead it was 5.7 trillion right we're at 21.1 trillion we just hit 21 like two weeks ago we've already added 125 billion since then and we haven't had wait, wait I think next week we get another one of those big 70 80 billion dollar days and gold was dead Remember, because we were going to pay off the national debt. Don't forget that, right? That was the plan. Didn't work. And gold went, built a base, hit a bottom, and then 01, it creeped up a little bit. 02, creeped up a little bit. 03, started to get a little more. By 04, right, gold was running. And in in oh five, oh six, oh seven, right, and we're kind of on that same track again. Right? Remember who was it? I don't forget. Harry Dent. Oh, gold's going to two hundred or three hundred, whatever ridiculous number he came out with. No, gold's not dead. Gold's patient. You wanted to believe that you fixed it and you did all this great stuff. Okay. We'll wait. And now you see, kind of like 01 again, right? Gold was up in 16, up a little more in 17, right? It's up again in 18. And, and now all of a sudden, right, it's starting to pick up momentum. And here's the one big difference. The amount of money that's out there today compared to, you know, 2001, 2002, 2003, it's triple. And that's why I said that that first move really from 250 to 1900, that was the warm-up. That wasn't the big move. Because we were still able to tack on all that debt 
We went from $5 trillion to $20 trillion with interest rates still falling. Ever since then, though, what's been happening? Interest rates are rising. The dollar's falling again. And now we've got this huge divergence, and the answer really is simple. There's an alternative out there. And remember, you know, we can't, I guess you could buy Chinese currency, you just can't spend it here. Hedge yourself against the U.S. Federal Reserve note, and you're going to be rewarded. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Just a program announcement. Uh, Colorado will be closed tomorrow, uh, so you'll, the show will repeat tomorrow in Colorado. We'll be live here in Phoenix. Uh, so remember, Colorado, you can always listen in uh, on ten ten KXXT uh, live if you'd like on WebStream or or get the podcast. Uh, we will have a show tomorrow. Uh, so if you want to tune in, uh, we got so many options. Now go out to allamericangold.com, and we got Apple Play, Google Play. Uh, I don't even know. I, there's too many to count. We got three, four, five different ways uh, for you to listen to the show out there at allamericangold.com. Uh, so once again, Colorado is closed tomorrow. Uh, we will have a show. So if you want to listen, uh, go out to allamericangold.com. We'll have all the options out there along the right-hand side for you to do so. YouTube is another one. Uh, I think we even put it on Facebook and Twitter after the show. So uh, all these ways to, to listen. Uh, our toll-free number today, 800-951-0592. The United States land, uh, ran the largest deficit since the financial crisis last month. Uh, the trade wars, depending on who you listen to, if you want to, you know, Larry Kudlow says this is, you know, this is what's happening and how great it is and the pot of gold, <laughs> which I don't know why they keep referring everything to gold if they don't want you to own it. And then, of course, today I gave you what the Chinese are saying. Vastly different. Matter of fact, China's like, hey, we got a lot more to go, right? Well, how, how far you want to take this game we're ready to go, uh, and by the way, if, if we want to, when we want to, whenever we want to, we can hit you where it hurts the most, and that's in the dollar market. And just think about just the fact that they said it ought to tell you something. Because you know what? They, they don't – they're not big bo- – we like to boast a lot. They don't normally do that. Uh, so very interesting comments. And whether it's now, next year, the year after, five years from now, make no mistake about it, it's happening. And there's not a lot we can do about it. U.S. $20 St. Gaudens gold pieces. Right, These were the ones that replaced the Liberty Series. Teddy Roosevelt didn't think the Lady Liberty, the side profile of Lady Liberty's face was majestic enough for a country as great as America. And he, of course, commissioned Augusta St. Gaudens to design uh, a new gold piece, which was, of course, named after him. He died right as the uh, coins were coming out. Uh, The full-bodied Lady Liberties, uh, the $20 St. Gaudens gold pieces, 
This was the gold piece right up until gold confiscation. 1 through 19 at 13.90. 20 or more at 13.75. And then, of course, U.S. Silver Eagles below $3, like $290, $289, something like that. Yeah, $289, $2.89 over spot. U.S. Silver Eagles at $385 a roll. Of course, you get 20 uh, silver coins in a roll. 800-951-0592. Everyone take care. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. And we'll talk one more time before the end of the week. Thank you.